Welcome to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols, the podcast that offers real tools and real conversations to help you feel good about teaching and yourself again. As a teacher who has spent more than two decades in the classroom, I get it. I know you have a lot to do, so if you need help right now, book a free consult call at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T dot com. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to episode 104 of Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is called Summer Awkward. What do you want this summer? In this episode, you're going to learn why it's normal for us as teachers to have both positive and negative thoughts about summer and three strategies I want to give you to help you have your own back when it comes to what you want this summer. This episode, my friends, is inspired by a great question from one of my teacher clients who asked in coaching recently, Chrissy, the burning question I have for myself right now is, how do I find the energy and motivation to stick to a schedule that will provide benefits for my mental and physical health? While it feels natural to talk about summer and what you want to create for yourself, and if you want more of that, please go back and listen to episode 16 of Teacher Talk of this podcast. Today, I really want to talk about the underbelly of summer because it can feel weird. And it's so ironic that we long as teachers for summer. We dream about summer when it's snowing in December and chilly in February. We plan for it. We live for it. And then when it comes, it can feel awkward. It can feel like pressure. It can feel like sluggy, lazy, blah. In fact, you may be listening to this podcast on a summer holiday with family on a vacation, and that's why this is perfect. I want to start off this podcast with a story. This is a story from my own life about me and a word, and that word is pressure. Pressure used to be my word for summer. If I was traveling in France, I wanted to do all the things, see something there that I'd never seen before, reconnect with my French life, see French friends, go to those cafes, eat all the things, drink all the wine. And if I was staying home, it was filled with professional development courses or any kind of self-improvement, hikes, local trips, maybe some house projects. Oh yeah, I also wanted to lose weight or uh, try a new sport. I mean, no wonder I rolled back into school exhausted. And you may want to create big things for yourself this summer, or you may want to simply lie on the couch. This podcast is exactly for where you're at. Because here's the deal. Summer is about transition. And we as teachers are creatures of habit that follow structure. And transitions... For our brain, even if they're positive ones, can create stress. The lack of structure, while lovely, is the number one thing that trips up some of my clients, especially when summer comes. They come to coaching and they freak out and they're like, ah, what do I do? 
I don't want to just not do anything all summer and feel like a slug. So the very first thing I want to say is don't second guess yourself. It's okay to want what you want. You're in charge of how you do your summer. And how you do your summer is exactly how you are taking care of yourself for the future, even if it's day by day without a plan, moment to moment. Now today, I'm going to give you a plan, whether you just want to be as chill as you want to be and restful, or if you want to clean out that messy drawer or that closet or whatever you want for yourself. But I just want to remind you, you're in charge you get to choose, you get to decide how you're taking care of your now to leverage that for your future. You get to want what you want. So here are the three strategies to guide you back to yourself. If you're having thoughts or weirdness or feel strange, I want to assure you this is completely normal. The first step is get clear on what you most want for yourself this summer. I would only pick two things you most want and explain to yourself why you want them. What is your why? If your why turns out to be because other people are doing this or because it will look good for my admin or my division head or my colleagues to return with this brass ring or certificate or course, I would encourage you to take a deeper look at that. External reward, external validation is simply not going to sustain you for what you want this summer. Once you know what you want, maybe those two things, the second step is to break down what you most want for yourself using the floor and ceiling technique. I didn't come up with this technique. I want to credit Brooke Snow who came up with this technique, but let me explain what it is. By the way, you can use this concept of floor and ceiling goals for anything that you most want for yourself. My clients love it. A floor goal is the minimum, most realistic, most doable goal that you know you can create with 40% effort. It should create a feeling in your body like, yeah, got it. No problem. I can totally do that. For example, if you have a weight loss goal for yourself this summer, let's say you want to lose 15 pounds in two months, your floor goal would be something that is doable within that time frame. Like, could you lose two pounds or could you lose six pounds in two months? Break that goal down and it's the minimum amount of effort that is needed. That's why I say about 40% effort for a floor goal. A floor goal is effective because it creates momentum. It's a momentum starter to help you create energy and motion toward that goal. Once you're in motion, you're great. You're on the road to what you want. And you might be on the road to your ceiling goal. A ceiling goal is the ideal. If the floor goal is the minimum, Ceiling goal is like, yes, I can do this. It might feel a little challenging, which is great. And you want to kind of challenge yourself. That's why I think floor and ceiling are really great ones to use together. But for example, with the weight loss, it is losing that 15 pounds in two months. It's like the extra credit. It is the kind of goal that makes you just a little bit nervous, like, wow, I think I can do it. It would be great if I could. 
Uh, it would be great if I could retile my entire bathroom. I don't know if I can. I've never done this before. I'm going to have to learn. But it would be amazing if I could. So here are more examples of breaking down goals using floor and ceiling. If the goal is to create an entire curriculum for a class, you could break that down in a floor goal. Just plan the first two weeks of that course. And the ceiling goal, plan out either the entire curriculum for the year or at least until winter slash Christmas break. Things change so much in our lives at school. I'll always urge you to do it just for the first four or six months to a major um, break. But if you're a lover of backward design and you want to figure out the roadmap for the year, I say you go with your bad self. Okay. But what if you don't want to create anything but rest? Chrissy, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to repaint that room. I don't want to write that novel. Listen, I hear you. Let's use the same steps. Find out your why. You want to deeply rest or deeply chill or deeply recharge. Break that goal down into floor and ceiling mini goals and simply work your plan. If your plan is to sleep and rest more consistently, create a protocol for bedtime. What is your floor goal for rest each night? What is your ideal ceiling? The third step to all of this, whether you're creating something or creating nothing, but just more headspace, more thought space, is to have compassion for yourself and presence. Listen, things are not always going to go to plan. Guess what? They certainly won't. Something's going to come up. Someone's going to come into town. You're going to have goal for yourself to paint that room or to write that chapter in your book. And it's just not going to happen. That's okay. We're doing brave over perfect. We're going for just doable. We want to work with reality. The second part of that compassion for yourself is presence. Ask yourself, no matter what you're doing, Am I present right now? Am I actually present to my life, to this activity, to this moment, to this podcast? Am I present right now? So once again, the three steps, decide what you want for yourself this summer. Doesn't that even have to be a thing or a creation? It could just be a state of mind or a being. Break down what you want for yourself using the floor and ceiling technique that I just outlined. Then have compassion and presence for yourself and know that it's okay to want what you want. Don't second guess yourself. You're in charge. You can choose anything you want. Have a great summer day, my friends, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode, teacher friends. If this podcast speaks to you, please share it. Share teacher talk with one teacher or administrator or educator in your life. To continue the conversation and have life-changing tools and resources sent directly to your inbox, join my weekly newsletter, Teacher Talk, at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T dot com. There, you can also book a consult with me. That's a one-on-one conversation to see if coaching might be just what you're looking for. Sometimes one call is all it takes. 
Have a great day in and out of the classroom, my friends. We'll see you next time.